1: 520 on WHBY Real Local Radio. And remember, you can always catch up with us on our free mobile app powered by Christensen Heating and Air Conditioning. You can get notifications of breaking news, weather, and more directly to your phone. You can download today in the App Store and on Google Play. We're talking now about something that I know I can do better at. Maybe you can too. Recycling. Because America Recycles Day coming up on November 15th. So for us to learn more about what we can do a little bit to love on our planet and recycle better, Mark Walter joins us. Business Development Manager with Resource Recovery in Brown County and joins us now on our Settlers Bank phone lines. Hi, Mark. Hi. How are you doing, Haley? I'm fantastic. Thanks so much for being with us. How are you today?
0: Oh, I'm doing pretty well. It's been a busy day. <laughs> we're always recycling, so yes, I always good.
1: I understand that you are someone that knows a lot about recycling.
0: Um, yeah, I've been at it about 10 years working in this job and uh, teaching people about recycling and what to do and what not to do, uh, so I've got a pretty good knowledge of uh, what you can and cannot recycle in our area.
1: Fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to learning more, especially since America Recycles Day coming up in just a couple of days on the 15th, right?
0: Yep, that's right. Uh, it's uh, a day that um, uh, Keep America Beautiful, the organization, uh, the nonprofit organization that, talk, that does a lot for. Uh, keeping our environment clean, and uh, America Recycles Day's organization got together and said, you know, we should have one special day that um, encourages people to recycle and to recycle better, uh, and that's what Fun Day is.
1: Wonderful. Well, glad there's a day to kind of acknowledge that and to remind ourselves of, of recycling and the importance of it. So I kind of want to start, Mark, with, with what I think my biggest question for you is, is what are some of the biggest mistakes that we are making when it comes to recycling?
0: Well, that's a great question um, because um, the thought process that goes into recycling has changed over the years. When we first started recycling in the 90s, it was people paid a lot of attention to what they were recycling because they were um, they were still learning the rules. Uh, and that's evolved over time to people not paying as much attention about what they're recycling. They just assume that if something's made out of certain material that it's recyclable without actually knowing for sure whether it is or not. Um, so we've evolved into what we call wishful recyclers. We look at something, aren't sure if it's recyclable or if it's garbage, so we wish that it's recyclable and we put it into our recycling bin when in actuality it's probably garbage. Um, so the, probably the biggest no-no that we still see, and you think most people would know better, um, is plastic bags. Mm. Plastic bags are not recyclable in your curbside bin, or, you know, in uh, in your cart at the curb. They just won't make it through the system and they'll end up with garbage.
1: Okay. So that's one of the biggest no-nos. Uh, that's, that's great to know. How do we go about maybe making sure things are recyclable? I think you mentioned you can look on, on the item, but there are different categories, right, Mark?
0: Right. Well, I mean, some of them are pretty straightforward. You know, paper products. Um, so your newspaper, magazines, even hardcover books are all recyclable. Um, in our area, uh, in Brown, Ogemee, Winnebago counties, the three counties that we cover, uh, pizza boxes are recyclable. The paper mill said yes, yeah, they'll take them. Um, so paper stuff is pretty easy. Um, metal, for the most part, you know, tin cans, aluminum cans, are every pretty well understands uh, the rules for that. Uh, The only thing we usually try to educate on is whether or not people know that that, um, tin foil, while made of aluminum foil, isn't really recyclable in the curb. um, We don't have any ability to separate it from other types of aluminum. Um, And then glass, glass bottles and and, uh, so forth uh, and jars are are very recyclable as well. The plastics are the one that gets everybody Mm. uh, because there are literally hundreds of types of plastic. Um, we commonly see uh, seven categories by number, and more and more we try to encourage people not to pay attention to the numbers. Uh, what we want to have people do is look at the shape and use of a, of a plastic. And if it's a bottle, a tub, or a container from your household, uh, it, you could consider it recyclable. So, um, water bottles, soda bottles, laundry jugs, mayonnaise jars, uh, jugs, um, uh, bottles, um, ketchup bottles—all recyclable. But then you start getting to things like uh, cups from takeout contain- uh, from takeout places, and the straws—they are not recyclable, even though they're made out of plastic.
1: All right, so plastic is a big, you know, that could be a headache. a reminder for me, honestly, Mark. I think maybe continue to try to use less and less plastic if I can, because it does get a little bit complicated there. Uh, I want to. You mentioned carryout containers, and I know that I have personally been doing a little more uh, takeout in these last uh, eight nine months here. Uh, so, how can we make sure that we're getting those containers in the right spots?
0: Well, um, I hate to say it, but most of them aren't recyclable. Mm. Uh, if you think about all the container, the takeout containers you get, uh, styrofoam is a no-no. It's not recyclable at all. We just can't recycle it anywhere in our area. Um, most of the the um, Chinese food takeout containers, the paper containers are actually plastic coated paper and the companies that, that take our paper uh, can't use that, that plastic coated paper and, and recycle it effectively. Um, and then there are plastic trays um, that are from from, uh, fast food joints and from takeout containers. Um, And most of those are, again, not a type of plastic that we can recycle. Um, One rule of thumb is if it's black, it's almost definitely not recyclable. It's black plastic. Um, Just one of those. One of those things, when they recycle plastics, they grind them up and mix them, Mm. you know, all the colors together. And if it's black, you can't make it into another color and, Kind of limits their ability to use black plastic, and they're really hard to separate as well.
1: Wow, I had no idea. I had no idea. (laughs) We're getting
0: some plastics are very complicated.
1: Yeah, we're we're getting some great tips today from Mark Walter uh, with Brown County Resource Recovery. And Mark, we're we're running short on time here. So, if there's one piece of advice, maybe you could give to all of us to do better, especially as we're approaching you know a holiday season, uh, and I'm thinking a lot of wrapping paper going through too. uh, What would your piece of advice be for us?
0: Well, when you're taking a look at the things that you want to recycle, one of the things to keep in mind, you know, besides plastic bags, is if things are long and skinny, like ribbon or, you know, wrapping paper or string or things like that, anything that you can imagine getting tangled up in machinery um, is stuff that we can't recycle in our system because we use machinery to sort things. And those kinds of things wrap around our machinery and cause a major problem. So we see clothing and ribbons and chains and hoses and, um, a variety of other things as well and that and gets thrown into the recycling, and, and none of them are recyclable, and they really do cause big problems.
1: All right, so that's a great thing to keep in mind as we approach, uh, you know, the holiday season. Also, just general reminders when it comes to recycling. I know I can do better. I think a lot of us can do better, so thank you for helping us here, at Mark. If folks want to maybe find out more about America Recycles Day or uh, the work of Brown County Resource Recovery, how can they find out more?
0: Uh, best place is to start with the Tri-County Recycling website, so uh, recyclemoretricounty.org, because um, that covers Brown, Out of game and Winnebago counties together, and so and it'll take you to more specific specific information for any one of the three counties.
1: Fantastic, Mark. Great to talk with you, and thank you so much for your tips today. You're welcome. All right. All thought. right. That has been uh, Mark Walter talking with us a little bit more about. America Recycles Day with some great tips and advice uh, that we can all keep in mind. 529 the time. We'll get your CBS and local news up in just a few moments. Then a first alert forecast. Brad Spackowitz joining us with a peek at the weekend. That's next on WHBY. Once again, welcome back to Focus Fox Valley on your Friday, November 13th. I'm Haley Tenpass, and right now we're bringing in our friends from Christine Ann Domestic Abuse Services, talking more about an event that's all about shining a light on those who feel in the dark, their annual Race for the Light event that raises funds for Christy Ann. And a little bit different this year, we're getting the details from Emily James, Emily James, excuse me, uh, who is with grants and stewardship for Christine Ann. Hello to you, Emily. Thanks for being with us today. Hi, Haley. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. This is an event that uh, I think our WHGY listeners are are very familiar with and is such an important one. Uh, so let's just maybe start off by reminding our listeners a little bit of, of what Christine Ann is all about and who you are supporting in our community.
2: Sure. So Christine Ann is the Domestic Abuse Services Agency for Winnebago and Green Lake Counties, Um, although we often help folks from outside of those areas as well. Um, We have our 24-hour hotline, our emergency shelter, outreach services, and services for youth, and much more.
1: Yeah, you offer so much to people. Uh, And this event is really about, it's got an important message with it, but it's also about raising funds to support All of those services that you just mentioned, correct?
2: Absolutely. That's a huge part of this event. Uh, Very much awareness and fundraising and just providing a a fun holiday tradition for families and friends in the area.
1: Yeah, this has been around for, for several years, right, Emily? Yes. So this year is actually our 18th annual event. Wow, 18 years. Uh, so remind us, it's it's a, it's a race. It's a 5K. Um, so give us the details of, of what m- might typically happen in for Race for the
2: Light. But this year it's virtual, right? It is, yep. So in normal years, um, we would do the route from the Boys and Girls Club in Oshkosh right on through um, Menominee Park and the Celebration of Lights display there. Um, And then it circles back to the Boys and Girls Club, and we usually have the refreshments and mingling. Um, But you're right, Haley, this year is going to be a lot different due to COVID precautions. We're not gathering in person at all, Um, and we're just encouraging our participants to choose their own route, maybe through their own neighborhood, um, and run or walk on their own time. Yeah,
1: you know, it's disappointing that we're not able to gather like normal, but I think it's nice that you can pick the perfect day to to do your walk or to do your run um, and, and still raise funds for Christine Ann.
2: Absolutely. And uh, with the registration price, uh, folks will actually receive a free pass to drive through the Celebration of Life so that they can still enjoy that holiday magic um, safely in their car with their household.
1: Wonderful. Yeah, uh, man, Celebration of Light's a beautiful thing this time of year and a great way, again, to celebrate the holiday season while social distancing in your car. Absolutely. We're talking with Emily James today all about shining a light on those who feel in the dark uh, through the Race for the Light event. So, so Emily, give us a little insight to, again, the meaning behind this this race and, and why we, we raise funds for, for Christine Ann. Because
2: mm-hmm. domestic violence, unfortunately, continues to persist in our community, um, and actually there were 72 domestic violence-related deaths last year, um, which is more than 25 um, from the year before. So we've, we're really just focusing, especially this year, since we've seen such an increase um, in physical violence that our survivors are experiencing, as well as mental health crises um, by the pandemic um, and just overall more survivors seeking our services this year so it's it's really more important than ever that um, the community continue to support us this year um, which we've always seen such great support in years past so we're really excited about this year as well
1: yeah, we, we've spoke with um, our friends at Christine Ann over the past couple of months about some of the challenges that our pandemic has brought for those uh, seeking the help and support and services from Christine Ann. So, yeah, this year, more important than ever to help uh, support places like Christine Ann. Uh, Emily, can you fill us in on, on how to get signed up and, and or even to just raise funds for, for this event?
2: Sure. So registration is still the same as in years past. Um Folks can visit our website at christineann.net and register today. Um, It's $30 per person, which is the same price for adults and children. Um, And we're encouraging folks to register by next Tuesday, the 17th, to guarantee themselves a race T-shirt.
1: Wonderful. So, again, where can folks go to to sign up, Emily? It's christineann.net
2: and the registration link is right there on our homepage.
1: Yeah, You can't miss it. We'll also link this up over at WHBY.com. Emily, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. As uh, we wrap up things here, is there any takeaways for our listeners why you would maybe encourage them to consider uh, doing a 5K, walking or running uh, for Christine Ann this year?
2: Well, we hope it'll be a great opportunity to um, be creative and, and do the race your way, maybe dress up in some fun holiday costumes, um, or play music for your friends and family as you walk um, and just do the 18th annual Race for the Light for Christine Ann um, to, to raise funds for this unique um, and difficult year that we've had. So mm-hmm. we hope you have fun doing it, um, and we thank everyone who's made this event such a success for so many years. Yeah, 18 years, that's quite
1: an accomplishment. Uh, So thank you so much for sharing more with us today, Emily. And we wish you all the best as we race for the light in 2020. Thank you for your time today so much. Thanks so much, Haley. Thank you. All right, Emily James with Christine and Domestic Abuse Services. And again, we will put a link uh, to signing up for the virtual event or do it at your own pace at home event uh, over at our website. That is WHBY. Coming up here on 552, we'll be back with more Focus Fox Valley after this.
2: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected.